Hello, everyone. We are finally getting back to the Make Believe Heroes action. But really quick, before we hop into the episode, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Again, we had technical difficulties. Um, something happened with Jeffrey's recording, and it was lost, almost all of it. Um, you'll find that in the next episode, his audio is really strange because some of it's the recording. The recording like backed up and lapped over itself. It had a real computer freak out, so we had to use our backup. And uh, in using our backup, you're just going to notice some echo on a few things, especially on Jeffrey's track and like us talking over him, things like that, uh, from our video backup. So just bear with us when you hear that. We're sorry. Uh, and since we recorded this episode, Jeffrey has got a computer. He has built a computer since we recorded this one, and is no longer using the setup he was using, and his uh, recording woes should hopefully be over with from now on. So thank you for your patience, and enjoy this week's episode. This is a podcast where we find out that Torgan has died. Rip. It could be literally any of you. Can we start over? <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Wait, I can't say that, can I? R.I.P. Torgan. He was cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Make Believe Heroes, a fifth uh, an edi- actual play, yeah. fifth edition, actual Dungeons play, and Dragons, Dungeons and adventure. Dragons podcast adventure. My name is Paul. For all, for all, <laughs> uh, this is Paul. I'm your dungeon master, your friend, your pal. Let's go around and introduce ourselves, to everyone. Who, who's here tonight? Hey, I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjorg. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire. Zach, still Chris. Howdy. I'm Sam, and I play Torgan. He's not dead. He's not dead. I'm not dead. Wow. We're all here to to bear witness to the the passing of one Clarendry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, now we're gonna play some D and D in a minute. We've got some some que- there's a lot of questions uh, floating around in a lot of heads right now. You know, like what happened last time? There were some things that happened. Cure got his hand cut off. Y'all remember that? Yes. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. I liked that. Yes, that was a very special moment when Kjorg lost his arm. I enjoyed that. So amazing. So now he's one-armed until he pops the other two out, then he's three-armed? One of his real, like, born-with-arms. It was one of your regular arms. That's tough. But anyhow, we're, we'll talk about that. We've got, we've got stuff to talk about, you know, things to do. We have a review to read, because we're going to do that. We have fans, patrons to shout out. We're gonna do that too, and hopefully find out if if all of the uh, all of the the players characters are now dead after the way things ended last time. You know, I mean, you did text me earlier and say that I was unconscious and I could possibly die. So, and that this would probably be my last episode. Yeah, you're dead. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you in that text? <laughs> oh, you're joking, right? It's that. <laughs> Yeah, it's that sure. Padme yeah. and Anakin meme. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Paul didn't text me today. But anyway, let me let me just quickly give a shout out to Battle Bards. We haven't really done that spice. with some crazy yeah. episodes, you know. Spice. Uh, you wow. want to add some spice to your table? BattleBards.com. They have lots of spice. Um, what is your favorite spice, Paul? My favorite spice? Yeah. I don't know. We, we need to move on. We need to move on. Um <laughs> <laughs> BattleBards.com, check it out. They've got a lot of awesome stuff. They let us use their sound effects and music and things like that. BattleBards.com. Uh, salt. <laughs> we uh, appreciate our patrons who have gone to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and supported us with their hard-earned cash. Even for $1 a month, you can be a part of our Discord. Uh, and there's some other really cool rewards on there. You should go check it out if you want to support us. Uh, of course, we love you for listening anyway. But if you'd like to take it to the next step, get involved in our Discord community, etc. Go do that. Patreon.com slash heroes. And if you want to get a shout-out on the show, we'll shout-out our patrons, just like Caroline Zwemke. Woo! Yeah! Woo! 
Zwimp. Thank you, Caroline, for being awesome. Remember? For being one of our greatest fans. Remember when they were taking over the Discord? I think they're planning their um, their coup against the Discord right now. Uh, thank you, Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Now I'm going to read you a review from Debate Idea, or Idea. It's kind of spelled weird. Uh, This review is titled Purple Dracon Kelly. Wow, you probably just hurt their feelings by saying that it's spelled weird. Okay, so we can all now accept that the orange Dracon Kelly is real, but Paul doesn't want to admit Jeffrey's right, so hashtag Purple Dracon Kelly could happen. On other topics, piggybacking on the last review, I agree with the comments on Chris. <laughs> you really had to read this one? I didn't pre-read this. I didn't pre-read this. I just, I just clicked on it, and here I am. Uh, although I have to say Chris has yet to be racist murderous, <laughs> but it says yes, it's yet to be racist. Murderous, yes, but racist, not yet. <laughs> not wow. yet. So you still got wow. time, uh, Chris. I don't know. Uh, maybe I should have I, read a different review. I just, um, <laughs> I want to know, I was rude to Kjorg in like the first episode and people are mad at me? Come on. This is, this man, a lot of shade being thrown here. Uh, uh, Mogert and Claren, as we know him now, are just going to be single campaign PCs who probably won't appear again beside maybe Easter eggs <laughs> or champion sessions. Oh my God. But still, Mogert is fun and I love the Ancestral Guardian subclass along with seeing the first Barbarian. <laughs> Claren is cool and has the best character backstory yet, except for, of course, Jim, Vance, Saul, and Misk, and a close tie with Lorik and Kjork. Wow. <laughs> this review is a roller coaster. Also, the first barbarian, Phil was a barbarian. But do we really need another crime boss? I mean, who's going to top the shiv? But still, uh, another thing, talking about the Grover's Champion Session, I have had a Tiefling PC character sheet that I can send y'all. Uh, a picture named Lucius Lamont, I kid you not. I've had this sheet since 2020 and still haven't used it. Hey, fellow forever DM. But still, amazing podcast. Six out of five stars. Love you guys. Wow, that was a roller coaster. You know? I love the part where they said that Claren's backstory was probably the best yet, except for basically every other character. <laughs> it's like, except for Jim, Jim, Vance, Saul, Misk, and uh, Ty with Lorik. Uh, you know that was just funny. Uh, thank you for the review. That that review was that was a blast. Yeah, of course you enjoyed it, Paul. But yeah, she said that Mogert was awesome, and she loved Mogert. She just said she didn't think she'd probably be in other seasons. Thanks so much for the review. Uh, let's uh, let's roll a giant blue d twenty. It's a four. Thirteen. The four plus nine. Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time, our adventurers, after st- uh, finally encountering Kilmont, the Eldrum, who are two and one, one and the same. They stood trial. They stood before the judge, Kilmont the Unforgiving, where he looked into their hearts and saw what truly lay inside. But he decided that, for the most part, they were innocent, with the exception of Claren, who he found guilty. But on the merit of the others, he allowed him to, you know, live. <laughs> and Kilmont agreed to accompany them back to Dimmerhold. Having transformed into his full draconic form, he lowered his wing and allowed them to climb atop his spiny back. And then they lifted off. He blasted toward the icy ceiling above, poofing out all of his lizard bats. And they flew out into the open air above the great frozen lake. But beneath them, walking along the lake, there was a group of strange figures. And before you know it, they landed, going to speak with these visitors. And it was some bad people. They immediately attacked them. A tiefling mage had Kilmont frozen. Uh, There was a dwarven figure who was really giving uh, Torgan some trouble. The falcon was there, Claren's father, as well as this towering figure who faced off head-to-head with Kjorg. And after a grueling battle and um, what seemed to be maybe not going in their favor... This towering figure with the iron mask revealed himself to be none other than Kjorg's old nemesis, his first big fight, Grond. Grond apparently has a chip on his shoulder still about having been beaten in that uh, in that big fight. And so he transformed because he is also Blackfire's champion. And transforming into a massive beast, he wielded his wicked axe and hewed Kjorg's hand off. Now, bleeding out of his stump arm onto the snow, Claren 
dying back here. Mogert, I think, gives him a little bit of a healing potion, and things are just not going well. Then, suddenly, salvation appears, if you will. Paylor, uh, followed by three dragons, the red, the silver, and the copper dragon. They swoop down, and Paylor blasts into the chest of this Grand, this enormous uh, gargantuan Goliath. After blasting into Gron's chest, driving him back, Paylor swooping down, he puts his hand on Kjorg, and a bright light begins to shine around the area, and suddenly the characters, one by one, disappear. We've been abducted. You all, you all died. That's it. That's the end. It was fun. It was fun. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Heroes. Signing off for the last time. <laughs> Goodbye. Kjorg. Yeah. What's up? You are awake <gasps> magic you're, and what I mean by that is you're wake, you're waking up you're waking up from a long sleep long feels long feels like you know, you know how it feels like when you get up in the morning and you've slept too long it's a white bright room it's not and then Gandalf comes in the room Gandalf appears I've been asleep for a long long time you're awake uh, you are like stretching you know Ah, your back kind of cracks and pops. Uh, My arms cracks and pops. Your muscles feel tight, and you stretch. Uh, There's there's a blanket laying on you, like from your chest down to your feet, and uh, yeah, but you stretch that right arm out. You you don't you don't feel that it's gone, but you feel you do feel a pain, like a dull pain, uh, about halfway between your elbow and your wrist. It's a phantom pain. Get it? <laughs> it is a phantom pain. It's a phantom pain. Sorry. I've been playing Metal Gear Solid the Phantom Pain, so that's why he's It's a great game. Laughing. It's a wonderful game. You open your eyes, you look around, you're in a strange place. You hear voices. Not like a bunch of people, but a few people, like there's people in the room other than you talking. There is light shining in the room, but it's coming from uh, the ceiling, which is, I don't know, you know, average. Oh, good. It's, you know, maybe Noise. 10, 12-foot ceilings. You feel that pain, and you look over in your right hand, and it is, you see, like I said, your arm, that gray, dark, charcoal gray arm. It ends about, I'd say, probably a little over halfway, about three-quarters of the way between your elbow and where your wrist should be. Half a cubit? Half a cubit. No, not half a cubit. There are bandages wrapped around it and, like, wrapped over it, and it's you can't see the, like, uh, the actual wound itself. It's covered. So it's not been that long. Not that long, no. But it doesn't hurt like it did when it happened. Is this Rivendell? Uh, Gandalf is sitting there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sweet Lord. What do you do? <laughs> I saw I no idea where I'm at. I just get up. Okay, you, you start to get up and you hear someone like come walking towards you. Oh, no, 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 no. no. You don't, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I do. No, 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 no. Lay, lay back down, dearie. You don't want to get up yet. Just lay back down. Who are you? Uh, this gnomish woman is, has run over to you. Uh, she's got uh, shoulder-length hair. It's, like, gray. And she's kind of wrinkled. Uh, big nose. Cheery, like, bright blue eyes. Um, no, 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 no. You don't want to You don't want to sit up like that. No. Just take it easy. Take it easy. I get up anyway. Here, here. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, here, let me fluff this. But can I get you some food? Let me. Uh, they yeah, were just maybe. about to bring some dinner. Let me Let me get you some dinner. And then you can eat. And then when you're done eating, uh, then we'll see about discharging you, okay? Where am I? Oh, you're in You're in the, the Center for Healing. Where? The Center for Healing. And that is? You're in the Center for Healing, dearie. You're... Uh, uh, <laughs> Listen, just just lay yourself back down. We'll get some food in your belly and make sure that you're going to be all right before we have you getting up and wandering around. You, um, I get up. Don't get the please. I'm bringing you food. What would you like? Anything you'd like. Tell me. Uh, how about a steak? A nice steak. Nice juicy steak. Do you have any nasty recipes? <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you dumbfounded. Is that something that you'd like to have? Look, my name is my name is Sally. My name is Sally. I'll be, I'm here, taking care of you. Just please, just give me just just five minutes. Can you give me five minutes? Yeah. All right. We'll just lay back on these. Look, I got these nice fluffy pillows. She goes to fluffing the pillows behind you. She kind of stacks them up so you can sit up. Please, don't don't uh, don't hurt yourself now. Just take a moment. I'll get you something to eat. 
and uh, and and then we'll see about getting you out of here. Okay. Okay. She kind of uh, turns and, and wanders off, but she's looking back at you as she does, and she's still within in your line of sight. Uh, and she goes over to there's like a little desk, like kind of like a little reception desk, kind of what it looks like, uh, made of stone. Um, and she talks to another gnome, sitting over there, a male gnome. She tells him something, and that gnome gets up and walks out. And now looking around the room, you see there are a, a few other beds. This is a, a very circular room where you are. Um, you're kind of near the head of the bed that you're lying on is up against the wall. It almost has a kind of industrial look to it. There are lights like um, inside the ceiling. You know, they're not hanging down from it, and they're weird. They're just glowing with a bright white light uh, scattered throughout in a pattern. Uh, and in the very center of the room, there is a large stone of some kind. It's gray and like a dark bluish, like almost like a like a slate bluish color, like woven through it, almost like marbly. But it gives off a little a little glow, not like a bright glow, but just like barely soft glow. Uh, it's about ten, it's, you would guess between ten and fifteen feet wide uh, and tall. It's like a sphere. Uh, that's like flat on the bottom where it's sitting in the middle of the room. And you see uh, another gnome across on the other side of the room come up to it, and she places a hand on it, and you see her like doing something with her other hand, and the stone kind of glows and pulsates, and then she turns and goes away. Uh, a couple moments later, Sally comes back with a plate full of food. Here you are, dearie, dearie. Here's uh, some steak, um, potatoes, uh, some some nice nice clear spring water for you. Um, is this is this suitable, Kjorg? It is Kjork. And she kind of, she looks through a little, like, notebook she has on her hip. Yeah, but do you have any orange juice? Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I don't think that we do have any orange juice. Uh, that's it's kind of difficult sure to that? get in this. I'm pretty sure. I'll, go, I'll Why? just go check. No, no. Look, you don't, <laughs> you don't know where you are, Sonny. And uh, your friends well, are going to be wanting to hear I'm from at. you. You're in the Center for Healing. Where's that? <laughs> this is it. It's here. It's where you are. It's a building. It's here. It's where we bring the ill and those who've been injured. And I don't know how to break it to you, Sonny, but uh, you've been injured a bit. I don't I know if you've noticed. I would never guessed that. You hold up that arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I heard a little bit about what happened. And if we had the hand, perhaps we could have done something for you. But we don't. So I'm, I've sent a message to your friends. Do you there, have any uh, tape? tape mm-hmm. sure what for so i can tape this knife to my nub so i can cut this steak yeah, no <laughs> you know what you know it's very inconsiderate of me a uh, knife nub a nubby knife. Here, let, why don't you let me get that for you dear and she takes sure, the, the pirate steak. <laughs> she starts cutting the steak up for you i'm really sorry i, I should have thought of that you're right I'm, it's very inconsiderate of me i'm very sorry i hope that you'll forgive me and uh, listen, I've, uh, we've sent a message to your friends. Don't forgive her. <laughs> They're waiting for you at the at the Rock's household or socks at the Socks household. Oh, he wouldn't have even thought of I'm that as inconsiderate or been upset about it. He would have. He was literally just wanting some tape or something yeah. to put the knife on look, there. And... Look, look, look! The, the, your friends will help you sort all that out. I just need to make sure you're all right. She pulls. Uh, she kind of reaches down into her pocket. She's wearing like a. It's like a white, like an off-white dress, but it looks very like like a work dress sort of thing. It's got like a pouch in the front. Almost looks more like what a waitress would wear, um, but that's what all of the gnomes who are wandering around here are wearing, and you can tell it's some kind of a uniform. She reaches into the pouch. She pulls out a, uh, a little rock. It's a little like orangish stone. She holds it in one hand. She kind of puts her hand on uh, your wrist on your left hand, kind of like she's feeling for your pulse. She mutters a couple words under her breath, and you see a little bit of a glow come out of that orange stone. And she says, well, you know, everything seems to be in order here. Uh, I suppose we can let you go. Um, if you'd like, I'll call you an escort. And um, you're, you're, in a, you're in a city. It's called uh, Ruined Cathair uh, is the name of this town where you're at. Why and, couldn't um, you just say that earlier? I just did. What do you mean? You asked me where you were. I told you you're in the center for healing. Listen, I, you'll have you, just talk to your friends about it. They'll explain it when you get there. If you'd like to follow me, I'll take you up there, and we'll get you set on your way. And they'll 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 um, give you transport over to the house. How's that? Okay. Where's all my stuff at? Oh, we've got it for you over at the desk. It's waiting. All right. Let's go. You walk over to the desk. Mm-hmm. So she walks you over to the desk, and they've got 
you know, they've got like a little locker there and leaning up against the back wall is an enormous two, like two-handed hammer, a giant maul. Now it's a one hand and one nub. <laughs> a one and a half-handed weapon. If you'd like to grab your things. Yeah, I, I get all my stuff. All right. You grab your stuff. She walks you out. You get to the end of this long hallway and you see a, a series of rooms much like that one. Uh, Sally kind of waves or nods or says something to a couple people as you guys go through. And then you reach the end, and there are two large double doors. Uh, there are windows in them. She opens the doors, and you step out, and it's dark. Uh, it's dark out. Uh, it, it is night here. Uh, your friends, they had kind of been sticking around and watching for you, but uh, it started to get late, and so they decided to go back uh, to the to the Rock's household and, and wait for you there. It's just a short trip, you know, less just a few minutes. Of, um, and, and as you're talking, you hear this weird sound. It's kind of like a humming Mag- almost like a magnetic sort of humming sound and uh, rolling up as you guys step out the door it comes this weirdly spherical metal slash stone looking pod with a hole in the top of it a bit large enough for a person to climb down into I just hop here in the in the transport and uh, it'll take you right where you need to be okay okay you go hop in the pod yes Jorg hops in the pod your head sticks way up out of the top and a little bit of your shoulders. You can tell it's not really meant for someone your size. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, most... Uh, sorry, you're, you're a bit larger than our usual fare. Uh, uh, here, let, let me help you. And she, she walks over and she um, she reaches inside and there's this, like, stone slate. She pulls it out. She kind of messes with it a little bit and she sticks it back in there. And when she does, the thing, like, lifts up off of the, uh, the stone road or whatever you want to call it that you're on again. And uh, it takes off, and she just kind of waves as you're as you're going in that direction. And Kjork, you are now moving along this lit, like glowing orange track on the stone streets. You're not moving fast, but you're not moving particularly slow. As this thing just takes off all on its own, and you're just kind of looking around. It's dark, but you can see up above you stone ceiling. You can tell that you are inside some enormous cavern. I mean, you're in the middle of a city. Like, you you can't see very far around you. You see lots of buildings, and this is moving through. You see other a few others of these pods uh, going in other directions, crisscrossing around one another. And after about five, ten minutes of travel, your pod, like, clicks and turns off, and you turn down a smaller sort of street, and then it, it turns in alongside this, like, fencing, and you go in around the back of this structure it's like a cylindrical looking house i guess something like that the pod rolls up there are a couple other of these pods sitting back there it rolls up it uh, clicks and clangs and then stops on the ground and you are somewhere i get out okay you get out there's a door i go to the door you walk to the door, and as you do, a stepping out of the back door to meet you is a figure that you're familiar with. Mogert. Georgi, you're not dead. Yogurt. So, I, uh, I've been thinking of uh, some ideas for uh, your uh, hand problem. So, usually, me and my dad, we would... Uh, you know, make up these stories and we'd perform them. And so I'm pretty good at like making things. Uh, I could, I've been working on this little glove. And so she pulls oh, out, no. she pulls out this like, she's not, she doesn't really have the stuff that she would have at home. So mm-hmm. it's like this piece of cloth and it kind of is, it has holes in it and stuff like that. And look, it, it fits like a glove. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. The door opens again, and uh, a gnome steps out, an older-looking gnome, and he says, uh, Kjorg? Are you Kjorg, I guess? I'm Kjorg. Who are you? Uh, my name is Chris. Uh, we've been what waiting for you to get... Chris? <laughs> what do you mean? You've gotten so oh, much star? older. Oh, no, 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 no. This I think is everything maybe... I had ever imagined it would be. <laughs> I think you might have me confused with my son, Chris. Uh, no, uh, please. I, I'm I'm Chris Senior. Chris, well, you have a son? Oh goodness! <laughs> um, my name is yes. Keeps Rods and Socks, or Chris for short. Please come inside. It's 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 late. Come on, come on, come on in. You too, Mogert. And he turns around and, and steps into the house. Mogert's gonna whisper to Kjorg, 
I just keep calling them Chris. I don't remember what their names are. Just go with it. Okay. Kirk Y'all puts the floppy glove on his nub. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you go inside, following Mogert. Inside, from the back door, you're in a little kitchen area. There's like a large, I say large, you know, pretty good surface area on this little island in the middle of the kitchen. There's a stove off to one side. Um, and there is another gnome. She is standing over uh, by the stove. She is cooking something there. Or there's at least there's a pot that's boiling with water. And she it's steaming and like it's whistling. And you guys step in. She pulls it up. Oh, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Cure, we've been expecting you. Oh, hey. I don't know you. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my uh, my name is Chris. Um, it's Chris. Chris. You're a, you're a good friend of my son. What what happened to you, Chris? I told you. No, 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 not not that Chris. My, keeps reeds and sucks. That's that's my name and Chris for short. Oh, I know Chris, it's a bit confusing. You're hilarious. Mo- most people would say you're crazy for naming our son Chris when there's already so much confusion over us being Chris and Chris. But you know, we like it. So I guess that's all it really. Uh, anyhow, please, uh, uh, Torgan, here's your here's here's the the water for your coffee. Oh, thank you, thank you. Torgan is sitting there at the island, ready to partake in some coffee. You're glad you glad you made it back, partner. Yeah, I I have no idea what happened or where we are. Okay. Why there's two Chris's now, and and one of them is a woman, and the other's an mm-hmm. old person. Very confusing. <laughs> Several Chris's everywhere. Took me a minute too. Perhaps I can shed some light on uh, exactly what it is that happened, Georg. You now notice over on the other side of the room, kind of standing there sipping from a a cup, is a figure, tall, uh, over six feet, immaculate skin, like perfect skin, human, silver hair, royal blue robes with silver threading. And you, you know this to be hope and kill. What are you doing here? Well, I... I've come to uh, make sure you're okay, Georg. Oh, we're, we are good old buds, aren't we? So After the I beat you, you in that fight. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yes, you you love to bring that up, don't you, Georg? Um, <laughs> just to yeah, to to explain. So like Mogert and Torgan, all of you have have been here for about a day, a little over twenty four hours, while Georg has been in, on the mend, and Hope and Kill has been here for about the last three hours. So I know he's a dragon. You do. You all, yeah. He has introduced himself. I mean, you guys saw him in his draconic form uh, yesterday when he showed up and saved y'all's butts, along with his brethren or his sisterin, I suppose. Is Dimpari there? Dimpari was there. Is she the copper one? I do believe. Okay. And uh, Rivora. I've been waiting to speak with you, Kjorg, and with your friends, of course. Although one still has not returned, we haven't met just yet. But from what I understand, his name is also Chris. Mogus just. <laughs> Yes, says Chris the dad. Um, Daddy Chris. No, that's me. He'll he'll be back. Uh, it's late. He, he kind of looks he looks outside. I would think any time now. He's been at the shop uh, working on something. Uh, I'm sure he'll be here any minute. Hey, Kjorg. Yeah? You know this guy over here? She's trying to whisper, but it's not happening. Mm. He's a dragon. Yeah, I defeated him one time. It was awesome. I climbed on his back and then bashed his brains in. Whoa! Well, let's let's not exaggerate. Champion team! Champion team! <laughs> They've been doing that a lot. Kyork, so. um, Mama Chris comes walking over to Torgan, and she's got a little like little knapsack she's put together. Uh, there are some little sandwiches in here. Uh, my Chris loves them. Uh, they are. Peanut butter and banana. The banana's kind of hard to come by down here, but trust me, it's delicious. Ah, much obliged. Um, th- they'll let you take it onto the the driller trains with you, um, so don't don't even worry about that. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much for your generosity. It's no problem at all. The moment she hands you the bag of sandwiches and such, and maybe you're standing up, I don't know. Uh, the door opens again, and in walks Chris, the third Chris, baby Chris, little Chris. It's me, boy Chris. Chris, Kjorg, wait a minute. Mogert. I thought you were two people, but now you're three people. Chris, no, you no, no. are amazing. I look over at my dad and I'm like, ah, Chris, like confused. Son, don't encourage him, please. <laughs> look, he's really struggling with the three Chris's, but you made it just in time. Your friend Torgan here is about to head out. 
Oh, that's right. Gotta gotta head back now that uh now that we know that Kjorg is safe. I think that completes my obligations. So I'll be uh returning back to Duron to collect my payment. Hmm. It's over already. Chris and Chris, thank you for your generosity over the last twenty four hours. I appreciate it. Oh, it was our pleasure. Any friends of Chris's is a friend of ours. And Chris, Mogert and Kjorg, uh I can tell that you guys have a noble and important quest, and I appreciate that and I respect that. Chris begins to weep. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the champion team. <laughs> of course. If you ever find yourselves needing any guide work or any help in the future, please don't call me. <laughs> Major Vetter, bless you. Oh. That was great. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I want to give you inspiration, but even though you're, you know, it's like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Mogret goes over to him and puts her hand out. Mm. Torgan, I'm gonna miss you. Torgan shakes her hand. <laughs> you better shake my hand, or I will. Get no, my it's like, mm, mm. yeah, silent, a silent handshake. Um, <laughs> nods at the. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, wow. Goodbye, Kjorg Mogert. So I don't Torg. even know if I care about Torgan. <laughs> <laughs> he's been really mean to Mogert. It's not mean. He's just done. We thought this was going to be a sentimental episode. Nah, Torgan thought otherwise. That's kind of sentimental. Well, Kjorg Mogert, Chris, Chris, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys later. I walk out. Farewell. There he goes. I'll He's call gone. you with Wait, my you, rock phone. You have a rock phone too? Yes. I thought that was just me. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> As he's walking out the door, I kind of just look at Kjorg and Mogret. I'm like, is he going to leave just like that? That's all? He's gone. Mogret puts a hand on Chris's shoulder. You know, sometimes in life, people just leave. Wow. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> seems good to me. Hey, Mom, you got any more of those sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> and Torgan walks out the door and out of your lives forever. Where's Claren? Hmm. Where's Balric? Actually, he gone. I don't know where he is. I, I also don't know where he is, but I can't explain... I can shine some light on that. We should we should talk, York. Yeah. Mogert yes. pulls up a chair. Yes, uh, of course. All all of you. I'm, I need to speak with with the three of you now that your compatriot has has left. Especially, is there somewhere where we could talk privately? I mean, we could go to my room. Of no offense at all, he says with a with a very like gracious and sincere bow toward Chris and Chris. But the, the things that we are going to discuss, the things that now the three of you are involved in, the knowledge of them would only bring you danger. And I would never purposefully endanger you more than we already have by simply being here. And uh, Chris, Dad Chris says, oh, oh, no, no, I understand. I, I'm just a fisherman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any part in anything too crazy. Um, although, Chris... What have you gotten yourself wrapped up into? You've been gone for like four days. Uh, but yeah, the, you all are, are welcome to use my workshop upstairs. Uh, there's plenty of room. There's a table. You can sit down and take as much time as you need. I'll bring up some coffees and, and, and some cookies. How's that? Cookies? Yeah. <sighs> cookies. Peanut cookies. Peanut all butter right. cookies. What about some orange juice? Um, I'm sorry. I don't think we have any orange juice. I asked them at the medical center where they wouldn't even tell me where I was. I can check the market tomorrow and see if we can get all any right, oranges. All right, all right. That's fine. You're still awesome. Well, thank you. You're also awesome, Mogert. Thank you. I bet your mother just really misses having you around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just patting Mogert on the shoulder. Mom, she's tender about that. Oh, did you hear what you Oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying She's to walking up the stairs like sobbing. Trying to pay her a compliment. I'll bring up some coffee and tea and cookies. <laughs> Hope and Kel uh, walks over to Kjorg. I'm assuming the other two have headed up and, and he kind of like directs you toward the staircase. 
No, you got to remember what the what Kilmont just said to her recently about her mom. Mm. And all oh, that. no, I do remember. I, I know. I know. Come, Kjord, let's let's go upstairs. We have much to discuss. Let's go. By the way, I'm I'm sorry about your hand. It's okay. Oh, I could do, still hurt someone with it. You want to find out? <laughs> Perhaps another time. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys ascend the staircase. It's like a circular staircase, right? Going up through the middle of this cylindrical house. I think that's what we said. It's top. It's a workshop. There's, you know, you can tell there's a lot of tools and things sitting around, and there are numerous of these reed uh, poles um, and things like that hanging on the walls, and you can tell it's like a fisherman's uh, area. You all go and sit. Chris and Mogert are already up there. Please have a seat. Um, and I'll tell you everything that I can about what happened. And then I'm afraid I'm also going to have to leave. Not Where are you going? friend? <laughs> well, uh, Paylor, uh, along with my sisters and Kilmont, have headed back toward Branshire, where they are, well, near Branshire. We are sort of operating out of there. They have, um, they have remodeled the third house, and we have been staying there. Brianna, the, the, the governess or mayor, I don't know. It's, it's, everyone still calls her princess, and it's kind of strange if you ask me, but uh, she so graciously has allowed us to stay there under... The guys, no one knows who we are, but we have been staying in Branshire, along with our friend, your friend and mine, Zahn. And he gives you a little wink. Zahn? Yes, Zahn. You know. Who's Zahn? Uh, Paylor. Who's Paylor? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyhow, we, we've been staying there, and that is where they are now waiting for us. Uh, or for me, rather. I'm sorry. What's your um, code name? My code name? Mm. Chris. <laughs> Mm. I got one. Rodney. Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Code name. You mean like an alias? Like Zon. Roger. Ah. I've I've been going by Relvis. <laughs> <laughs> what what's funny? When he says what? that you just hear Chris snicker. Mm, Mogert too, that's hilarious. You all know I'm a dragon, right? Oh, sure you are. No, I'm just kidding. I could feel all of you. It's the big, right mighty now. dragon. It's a playoff of silver. It's just silver oh, in, in reverse. Right. So. Ooh, not obvious at all. Like, okay, let's let's focus on other things. <laughs> I'm regretting so being here. Pelor chose to send you all here. He figured it was a good place where they couldn't find you, they being the enemies who had tracked you there. So he tried to send you all here. And I say tried because, well, your friend was the last in order that was being sent when he was grabbed by who I now understand to be his father, this gentleman they call the Falcon. Of course, I was, I was trying to rain icy destruction down on them, uh, but I swooped down to rescue my brother, uh, as I could, and that purple-powered witch, she did something to me. I couldn't move. She'd frozen me. That, that angered my sisters. But before they could stop her, the, the falcon cried out for her to send them both, and before we could do anything to stop her, um, she teleported both the falcon and your friend out to some unknown location together. Hmm. I, I assume, well, from what Mogert has told me over the last couple hours, did it not seem to you that the Falcon was trying to help him? It did. I do not think that he is in immediate danger, but with the individuals with whom he has now found himself, they are very dangerous. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know where to look for him. I, I would expect that he is back in Dimmerhold, but I don't know. We're headed back. So you all didn't defeat those people? No, I'm afraid not. They fled. Uh, Hold we up. Could stop them. You're telling me 20 dragons. Three. And Paylor. 
couldn't beat those people. <laughs> uh, he he kind of looks sideways at you, Kjorg. Don't get me wrong. In a fair fight between the three of the three of us alone could certainly have. <clears throat> All right. You know as well as I that Paylor is not the same, right? Um, sure, yeah. And don't get me wrong, he's still a god. But after sending the four of you as far as he did, as quickly as he did, uh, his that took a lot out of him. And the three of us, we were raging and ready to just destroy everything, but we also had our brother to consider who was injured. Before we had a chance to destroy them, they were gone. They fled. You also have to take into consideration we have been idle for quite some time. But it won't happen again. Yeah, they were just cowards. Indeed, Indeed they I were. I could have taken them all myself anyway. Hjorg, mm. mm. <sighs> me... that witch was yes. very powerful. I don't know if you saw, but I I attacked Chris on... I, I just felt like I should. She was very powerful. Eh, she was okay. We were searching for our brother. You know, Paylor had told us about your conversation with him, and he was searching for Kilmont, but Kilmont had done so many things to hide himself from our magic, and we could not find him. It wasn't until he burst through uh, the ice in his draconic form, symbolically and literally revealing himself again to the world, that we were able to sense him. It was like he, it was like a beacon for us. We got there as fast as we could. But anyhow, these individuals, do you know them? Any of them? Other than the Falcon, of course. We, we have some information on him. I know the big fat guy. <laughs> Which one is that? His name's Gron. Which one is the, do you mean the, the Goliath, the towering figure with the mask? Yeah, the one that I beat up before. You beat him up before. You know him. Yeah, he was in, uh, I tell him a backstory. <laughs> okay. Insert backstory here. Insert backstory here. So you tell him about how that you fought him years ago when you were making a name for yourself in Brightport. And I whooped up on him, even though I wasn't supposed to. I see. Was he able to transform like that before? Definitely not. He's probably on steroids. We have reason to believe that he has been imbued with power from Sebastian Blackfire. I know that guy. You've heard. You do You do know who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know he's the old mayor. You also know that he's the one who killed Tonya. It's, it's, it's known. He's an evil person. Uh, we believe that they are the Unchained. This is the Unchained. It's, it's them. They're, they are here. These are the ones who have been sent. In fact, we have received word that they participated in the gauntlet just a few days past. They let them in? The gauntlet will allow anyone in. Hmm. Its very nature is that it is open to literally anyone who wants to try. Kilmont, who established it, established it fairly. That anyone should have the opportunity to prove their strength and their worth as long as they abide by the tenets of the gauntlet. And well, did he go kill the king? Who? Gilmont? The fake king? No. On his fake throne? My brother is not well. We are hoping that maybe we can help him. Hmm. His mind is broken. He has gone mad some many years past. We had not seen or heard from him. We could not find him, no matter how hard we searched, and we assumed that he was either completely mad or that he had died, but... He seems different. It seems perhaps you all have awoken something in him. Maybe that we broke work. the ice. In in a manner of speaking, yes, you broke the ice cure. We fixed him with the power of friendship. Mm-hmm. Champion team. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm going to have to go very soon. But before I do, I need to know what is your plan, Kjork? To defeat the Unchained and to win the Gauntlet. That's not a plan. <laughs> that is a, uh, that's a dream. That's a goal. 
but not a plan. Uh, how do you plan to achieve these things? All right. We're going to go we're kill the go. Unchained, and then we're going to go we're kill going. <laughs> First, we're going to go to Dimmerhold. Then we're going to fight in the gauntlet. Then I'm going to win. Then we're going to kill the Unchained. Let me remind you, all right? That's the gauntlet will end on the night of the winter solstice. This is also the night that we expect the Unchained to make their final move. Their goal is to destroy the chain, to possibly kill Dervetter as they killed Atonia. We don't know what their plan is, but we know what their end goal is. Their end goal is to release that which is chained. This cannot happen. How will you stop it? Well, you see, originally I was hoping that Kelmont was going to be there to help us stop it, you know? But you guys kind of took him took away. Him. So now that's out of the plan. I'm afraid that Kilmont's presence would have only complicated matters for you. So you're wanting three of us to stop these people who, no offense, kind of tried to almost and almost did kill all of us. But us three are supposed to attack them. He looks at Kjord. Are you not Paylor's champion? Did he not imbue you with strength beyond your physical ability? He did do that. Why did you not use it against the beast? It has to recharge. Speaking of which, you need to roll me a recharge. What's the number? Yep. The first day, you had to score 50 or higher. If you fail to do so, each day, the probability increases by 10. Uh, and we're going to say that this is actually, it's actually been over 24 hours, so you've only got to get a 30 or higher. Okay, um, I got a 90. Okay, you you did it. Yes, he's back. It's a good roll. Three-armed Kjorg. We got him, boys. You are recharged, uh, just so you know, if you happen to need that for something. So you used it previously and were too exhausted to use it again. We've been through a lot. I kept saving everybody and having to fight off everything in the world. I and, see. You know, I see. Fighting. Oh, yeah. He did it all himself. He saved my life three I times. I was almost dead for this whole season. So there's very Listen. few episodes where I wasn't almost dead. Allow me to give you a word of warning, Kjord. No, there's no way you could have known this was going to happen, and I understand that. But this ability, this power that you have, it is... It is extraordinary, is it not? Be careful with it. You don't want to find yourself in another situation like this. You, if Paylor hadn't been searching, if we hadn't been searching on his instructions in those moments, I'd, I hate to think what might have happened. You will face them again. You need to be ready. Morgard, you are right. The three of you are not strong enough as you are. You need to find your friend. And as for us, we plan to help. We plan to be there on the winter solstice. We will do what we can. But we also expect they are making provisions for that. Mm. That's in a few meantime, days. It's a, it's a few days from when you guys are supposed to be at the gauntlet. You've still got some time. I can't, I don't know exactly off the top of my head how long you got to the solstice. I'll have to look and see. I think it was two weeks. So if that's the case, that means you have like 10 days. If these Unchained have enlisted and participated in the Gauntlet, then it is possible you will meet them again on the battlefield as a whole or individually. If that is the case, then perhaps you can learn more about them there. Or perhaps you can find a way between now and then in Dimmerhold to thwart their plans. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll figure something out. We are the champion team, even though we're a little short. And I don't mean my height. I mean, you and, you and Chris so, are a little So short. now you're talking about me, Mogert? No, how I was much, talking how about much me. <laughs> Chris. Yes. What do you plan to do to help? I assume that Kjorg has filled you in on what's going on with the Unchained. Yeah, yeah. Um... I understand from what little conversation I've had with your mother and father, who are dear, that you are quite young 
maybe even inexperienced in much things of the world, but you've found yourself thrust into an opportunity for greatness. And I've lived many, many years, Chris. You only get one shot. I have seen the young, the old, the strong, and the weak rise up to meet that challenge for greatness. And I have seen others falter before it. What will you do? Well, I guess I'm going to get ready for a fight. Chris, that is all. Chris, 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 Chris. Your mother tells me you're quite good with crafting things. Yeah, I'm okay. And I detach my arm and show it to him. I, uh, I have some experience. Oh, look, I got one of those too. And I pull off the glove. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That reminds me. Cure guy have something for you later. Oh, cool. You each have your own strengths. You need not only to use them, but to refine them. Okay. And I'm afraid you don't have a lot of time to do that. And there is a there is a gap in your strength now without Claren. Uh, pretty sure Hope and Kel was about to brag. He was like, I have some experience. And then he stopped about crafting. Was he going to give me a magic item? He, he was going to point out uh, Kjorg's mace. Oh, yes. What about it? Check this out. I raise it with my, my left hand. My siblings, one in particular, was quite adept with crafting. But unfortunately, he is um, he has yet to come forth in this battle. We'll see if he'll change his mind. I'm afraid you're going to have to do this on your own for now. You need to empower yourselves. You need to strengthen yourselves in what way you can. The god Pelor has already given his blessing to you, Kjorg. Use it wisely. Hone it and strengthen it. Do you know how to use werewolf powers without endangering people? I don't, although Pelor did tell us about your new... Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. We love it. Is there anyone you know who could teach you? Mm. Yeah. Nero. Yeah, Nero. I know someone who could teach me. Nero. Yeah, he bit him. The, the wolf god, Nero. Yes. Wait, what? Is it That's gone? how I got it. Well, no, not exactly, but... No. If you know where he is, perhaps you could speak to him. It's possible he could help you. Well, I know that, where he's from. All right. I'll just go out there and howl. Maybe I could call him. You have a um, a stone of far speaking, right? Yes. If you speak my name within that stone, then uh, I can answer if I am able. You just, Paul, you probably should have never said that. So, hope right right. <laughs> you, you got any more? Good. So now I have your number. Rocks. That's awesome. I'll call you. I'm afraid I... You don't I, have nothing? I don't. I No, I, I flew in. You I mean you have in. nothing? Any chance you brought some magical items specific to wizards? I'm, I'm afraid I, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Anyhow, I, I'm going to have to be going. Um, you think those cookies are almost done? And at that moment, the, the door opens uh, and Chris walks in. I, I've got some uh, some coffee and some teas and cookies. Uh, peanut butter, just as you asked, Kjork. Yes. I eat the cookies. These cookies, Miss Chris, are incredible. I, I, I don't think I've ever had their equal. Why, why thank you. Thank you, Relvis. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Relvis. She goes back out. and um, Anyhow, it's been great. It's been great. This has been wonderful. I've enjoyed our time together, but I'm afraid I've got to go as soon as possible. <laughs> He, he eats a cookie. Uh, he drinks some of the coffee. Is there anything else that I can do to help you or any questions you might have that I can answer? So you have no idea where the Falcon and Claren got teleported to? I'm afraid I don't, but we are we are going to look. If I if I receive any word, if we find any intel, I'll, I'll let you know, Kjork, through your stone. Okay. That will be good because we are going to we are going to find him. We will. Have you spoken with Saul? Or Misk? Nah. Or Misk? Nobody likes that guy. Jorg. 
Who are they? You need all the help that you can get. Perhaps you should try reaching out to them. That's true. Maybe, um, maybe Paylor could teleport him over here. It's possible. Tell him about that. I'll call you oh. later. Okay. I'll call Saul, and then I'll call you later. Yeah, but who who are these people? Some old friends of ours. Jorg's uh, old traveling companions. Hmm. Are they powerful? Uh, in their own ways, yes. No. Why are they not here? Saul is not. Saul was meant to be in Fallen Grove for the Autumn Equinox. and. Hmm. Well, oh yeah, that's why I didn't speak to him. Uh, he was not. He was gone. Anyhow. Is he dead? I haven't heard, but I haven't spoken with him or seen him in a long time. I'll mm. call him. All right. Well, I, I I am going to have to go. Paylor will send aid. We will help as we can on the solstice. He stands up. He grabs three more cookies and sticks them into the pocket of his vest. <laughs> Saw that. Goodbye, Relvis. Goodbye, Chris. It was nice to meet you. Hopefully next time it will be on better... Uh, grounds. <laughs> Margaret shakes his hand. Remember my name, Relvis. Remember it. You you may call me Hopenkill. That is my proper oh, name. Remember my name, Hopenkill. The true. The true. Mogert. Hopenkill. The true. I will not forget your name, Mogert. It's a dragon. That's two. Two dragons. Oh, wait. Five dragons. No. One. Kill one. And Mogret's counting. Killmont, Hope and Kill, Timpari. Just remember, when I call, you better pick up. If I can, then I will. Change his ringtone. I'm just going to keep calling until you answer. All right. Well, I'm very glad that we have initiated this this uh, this connection through our, our, our rocks. May the gods watch over you. I reach out my nub to shake his hand. <laughs> How about the champion team on three? Kjorg, there's not a hand there. Oh, you had to you'll have to do the the man shake. Ah, he does it. He does the arm grasp and then he uh, he walks over to the big window and he uh, like unlatches it and swings it open it's like two windows that open outward. Me and Mogert have our hands in the pile waiting for him to join. <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting here waiting. <laughs> we're about to oh, do a right. champion team. You you gonna join? He walks, over and, he walks over and puts his hand in it. <laughs> mm. I put my nub on top. A dragon. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. three. Champion team! He roars. Oh. I jump. He gives you a little wink, and then he, like, runs toward the window and dives out of it. Amazing. You hear the sound of, like, wings beating, and no one's there. Uh, and I think that's where we're going to end this week's episode. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, we're at like an hour and 22 minutes. No. Okay. But Sad times. We do want to say thank you so much for joining us for these episodes. Yes, it was fun. It's been amazing. It, it, Man, was, it was fun. It's been super Torgan, fun for me. Torgan was the anchor. Uh, and now who even knows what's going <laughs> to happen? Chaos. Absolute chaos. He, he was the straight man. <laughs> he was. He was the straight man. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um, hey, next time you want to, you know, you want to hop in and, and be a character, let me know. Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. This is sad. Bye. Bye. It is sad. Bye. Uh, Sam, when you're listening to this, we just want you to know you're the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> That's the bird. That's the bird. What the heck was that? <laughs> I was like, what am I hearing? <laughs> what? What's the <laughs> uh, Hey, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we love you guys. We're so thankful for your support. Thank you for being patient with us while we we're off uh, for a little while. Hopefully you enjoyed all the Champions episodes you've been getting and everything else. And there are more to come. Be excited. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good. It's, you know, maybe Noise. 10, 12 foot ceilings. Cure rolls over. Avoid it. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry. Cure farts and 
What are you doing, Kjorg? Good soup. Uh, for sure, I'll, I'll get those started. Do you have some uh, orange juice? I just went into British accent. Do you have any orange juice? Orange juice. Uh, what about some orange Butter juice? Butter tea. Orange. <laughs> orange. 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 Orange juice. Orange. What about some orange juice? Do you have any Oompa Joompas? Jorg has already given his blessing to you, Jorg. Paylor has already given his... Paylor has already... <laughs> Paylor giving his already... The god Paylor has Paylor already given his, his blessing to you. The god Paylor. blessing has I given... The, the Paylor cured... Cured Paylor. The god Paylor has already given the his god blessing Paylor to you. The god Paylor cured... Relvis. <laughs> Relvis. <laughs> 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 <laughs>